Okay, it is Tuesday, September the... Ah! Ah! Okay, everyone. It's uh, Tuesday the 6th of September, and this is the inaugural Plus Narrative podcast. Yeah. So, woo! Woo! There are other people here too. Yeah. Can we get a woo? Woo! Rose? Nice. Classic etiquette is for me to introduce you. Oh, sorry. But no, it's cool. You can see I've been lacking the, uh, <laughs> yeah. the listening to podcasts yeah. lately. Yeah, you're, uh, you haven't been doing your reading material. I'll just keep quiet until you, okay. you look at me and then I'll speak. <sighs> well, firstly, as this is the inaugural Plus Narrative Podcast. <laughs> it, needs, it needs a new name. <laughs> well, firstly, we need a name. It's our first podcast. Yes. That's easier. So those that will be listening to this probably will know the actual name of the podcast. Yeah, we don't. Uh, which we do not, so they can right. see the future. So our current um, suggestions have been the likes of uh, cast your fears aside, <laughs> two, two peas in a podcast, and podcast as a mania. So we've got, we, we got a lot of work to do. But uh, hopefully we'll have something more um, uh, serious, or at least respectable. By the <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm Greg Davies, and uh, I'm joined today by Richard Morrow, who's our strategy expert for the day. Cool, what's up? We're joined by uh, Rose Smith, who's our community manager slash social lady. <laughs> Hello. And we're joined by uh, Liam Scott, who's Hi. our <laughs> development man. That's me. And uh, I'm Greg Davies, and I'm the design homie of the day. How's everyone doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to be here. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, uh, I forgot to end mention that our podcast is the podcast for Durban's creatives who haven't yet left for Cape Town. <laughs> so classic plug. Yeah. That nar- narrows the target audience down a bit. Yeah, it's it's a very niche market, but uh, we'll <laughs> we'll crush it. If you have left for Cape Town, we do still like you. Yeah, I just felt the question. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're alone in that one. Otherwise, you know. I, they are Judas. Okay. <laughs> Take nine shekels in Cape Town, Judas. Okay, okay we're over those Cape Town people. Yeah, damn Just right. kidding. <laughs> no, we're not. Um, yeah, so I thought today we'd talk about um, how to get into the, the industry that we're in of marketing and advertising. And for all those, those wee children that are leaving uh, the likes of Vega and DUT and whether you're in Cape Town with red and yellow or whatever, um, what kind of tips they can have to break into an agency, what we're looking for, maybe what they can do to, you know, shake the tail feathers in our directions so we not notice them. Um, yeah, so first I thought we'd start with, like, how, what your guys' experiences were with getting into the industry. Um, I thought uh, our most recent uh, ex-tertiary education chappy, Richard, if you could give us your breakdown of of how things went cool well I think I like many others did not go the traditional route um, to end up where I am Um, the traditional traditional route being leave school Vega tech or some other creative the first question is probably did you actually study what you're doing now Uh, no okay (laughs) to put it it, uh, bluntly uh, no Um, I left school uh, 2011 and I, not really knowing what I wanted to do, um, went to university to study politics and philosophy, the complete opposite of <laughs> what I'm doing now. Um, and yeah. Uh, it was all just to get in the think, the right mode of it thinking. It was to just give me, you know, the, the critical skill set, you know, the analytical skill set. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I went through university 
not thinking I would be an agency by any means. Um, Where did you picture yourself in uh, five years, as they say? Well, yes, I, n- <laughs> <laughs> I never really had a five-year plan. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, I was slow. Uh, for those yeah. who don't know, that's a, a gaming. Yeah, I, I saw myself more going on the esports route than, um, <laughs> than, than the creative agency route. Um, I just never really gave my future that much thought, mm. especially when it comes to five years. Like five years for me, for sure. Even now, is still far too far in the future. Or well, at the point that was like a third of your life. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you, when you leave school, you're 18. Yeah, five-year so plan. Jeez, Good God, I never thought. Of <laughs> yeah, I never thought about like that. Yeah, I need live like two thirds of that. I totally had my plan. Serious? This hasn't gone too plan. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. And uh, if you'll recall how it was that you uh, came across Plus Narrative and then decided to join us. Right. What were the circumstances you were under at the time? So it would have been last year, 2015, um, around about this time last year, Mm. I was doing my honours in international studies down at Rhodes and I reached a point where (laughs) I just got tired of studying. (laughs) Everything I was studying was just theoretical and nothing was actually practical what i was learning Mm. i couldn't apply it anywhere and i just got really tired of that um so i weighed on my options looked around grahamstown there's not really much to do there in terms of work so coming home was the most obvious bet and yeah i looked at what skills i had (laughs) and studying politics and philosophy (laughs) aren't really that applicable in most industries so then i started looking at okay well I'm pretty young, I'm pretty knowledgeable about social media, and mm. I guess this marketing thing isn't that too difficult to pick up. I mean, it's, uh, it doesn't look all that difficult. Just um, do a Skillshare course and you're just ready do a, to go. Yeah, exactly, you know, Coursera and you're, you're good <laughs> yeah. to go. Um, so I looked around Durban because I wanted to come back home, what mm. um, with me taking a new leap of faith. I looked around <coughs> Durban agencies and there were quite a few that were hiring you know, send my CV out and either they didn't get back to me or they were just like, hey, thanks, but you kind of need to have a master's and five years experience. <laughs> kind of, you know. <laughs> Not a plus narrative. No. Exactly. <laughs> so here comes plus narrative. Um, found you guys and you have a permanent we're hiring page. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought, okay, cool. This, uh, it's too much effort to take it down. <laughs> So I figured, okay, well, I can't do development or I can't do design, so the next best thing is community management, which seems cool. I mean, the thought of being paid to sit on social media all day is kind of like... That's totally what it is. I mean, like, to most people, (laughs) you'd quit whatever you're doing to take up that job. So I sent an email off, and I think two days later, I got an email back from Kyle, CEO, and he was like, yeah, cool, like, sounds interesting. Um, we've got some plans, big plans happening, and we kind of need to get more people on board. Um, can we have a meeting uh, tomorrow? And I was like, cool, yeah, whatever. Um, tomorrow came, and I completely forgot about the meeting, and I missed it. <laughs> so I what, totally didn't know I, about I, that. I <laughs> that. Uh, so yes, yeah, tardy from day one. <laughs> Perfect first impressions. I missed the meeting. Carl, why did you not tell us this? <laughs> Um, so Kyle, being Kyle, was very understanding and he was like, okay, cool, let's just reschedule. Uh, we had a call on Google Hangouts. It was just like, hey, this is what we are, this is what we do. A week from then, if not two weeks, he wanted to meet back in Durban um, to have a formal face-to-face meeting and 
from then my probation period I think is that what you call it started which yeah, starts yeah um so I was like okay cool you know I've got this job offer whatever I told my parents um firstly when did you tell your parents that you were having a job um I told them the uh, about the idea of dropping out and coming home probably like early August um and they were like okay well you know you kind of need to have a job waiting for you to come back like you need to have something sorted out yeah. so I was like okay cool I had this interview planned with Carl, the one I've just said. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I told them, hey, I've got a job. <laughs> not totally just, lined up. Not just an interview, um, <laughs> lined up. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome, you know, whatever, whatever. Like, cool, okay. They kind of, mm. obviously being a bit reluctant, but they were like, okay, cool. You know, we, you got the green light. Boy knows so, what he's doing. So I sold everything in my flat um, that week, told, said my goodbyes. And within a week, I was back up in Durban. And... So, so, Rich, I didn't know this. Like, so you actually packed up and left before you'd heard the, or got the green light from us. Yeah, didn't you know about that? No, I never yeah. knew that. Yeah, it told, yeah. Him, told wow. a fib to his parents. Yeah. That's so, yeah, amazing. In, in a nutshell, I uh, sold everything, moved back to Durban, um, told my parents I had the job when I didn't have it. So, so glad they gave you the job. So I was kind of like... Hey, for us too. Yeah, exactly. Out. Yeah, I was like, in all honesty, I was fairly confident that I was going to get mm. the job because, I mean, my first few days, everything was cool. Like, Could you sense the desperation in Carl's voice? That we needed a community no, manager No, like Carl kept badly. it very cool. <laughs> I mean, I understood that the previous community manager was leaving and that's obviously someone needed to fill his shoes. Um, and he had been working for like four years yeah. within social. Mm. So that was kind of weight on my shoulders. And yeah, like a week went by first couple of days I just did nothing because mm. in a small company startup no one really knows what's going on no, so it's, it's kind no of like one, no one trusts you right, to take yeah. over the, the, the Django blocks that they're holding yeah. so in in your defense and I guess going back to the topic we're talking about I think looking at your accomplishments or what the things that you had studied and done and enjoyed yeah. doing was um definitely a huge part of us hiring you like mm. even though you had no experience in social media yeah. I mean you're a young millennial you know Facebook yeah uh, just as long as you, as you have we know you have a brain mm. yeah and uh, then you'd be able to you can clearly write with the things yeah. that you studied so yeah I mean you can do the job yeah. so obviously uh, we didn't know whether or not you'd know the nitty-gritty but hey that's what yeah. Google's for true mm. And to anyone listening that was in the same situation as I was, I would give it a lot of thought before just diving headfirst in because not every agency, like I said, most agencies are just like, yeah, cool, well, we need experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or I think that's something we've we've done that's somewhat unique is that we've taken a bit of a risk in the people that we've joined as part of the team. Mm. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that what you know what I'm doing now is nothing. Mm. It's, it's not even related to what I studied. Um, so I'm a firm believer in that if you've got like a passion for something mm. and you have the, the know-how to, to research and do that kind of stuff, the, the actual paper qualifications don't matter. Mm. And I think that's, you know, with Richard's story as well, as like Carl and I had discussed and we, you know, we knew the, the circumstances. Mm. Um, but it was just in the conversations that we had with him was we could see that his personality type was someone sure. who wasn't going to just settle, you know, or mm-hmm. he, he had a passion for, for discovering things. Mm. And I think that's such a, a key, if not the most important um, personality trait that people can have nowadays Mm. because we do have the internet and we do have the Mm. Google machine and um, 
you can find and learn anything. Yeah. You just need yeah. that that personality type or that that drive to actually go out and learn it. Mm. I gotta say, like for any kids that we have, usually as uh, interns or that kind of thing, the primary thing we look for would be uh, initiative, yeah. because as they always say, that's something you can't teach people. But mm. um, just being able to give a person a job and they run with it, I just want to hire you immediately. Mm. Like. There's no greater feeling than knowing that someone has taken a, a problem away from you and they're not going to be a problem again until it's done. Well, yeah. obviously, if there are any questions along the way. True. Um, but for me, that's that's the primary thing, at least in my eyes, I look for when we have an intern or looking to someone to hire. Mm. And um, obviously, those that are going to interviews and such now, I mean, the way we do it is just to talk to the people and see if we connect on a human level to them. Mm. Uh, and then if they are... If they do feel like they, they, if we feel like they'll be part of the team, then I don't, then that's ninety percent of the job done. Mm. So like, I mean, skills can be taught by and large, um, and with design, like, hey, if your portfolio shows a glimmer of goodness, then we can polish that diamond. But uh, yeah, if you're a cool person or at least an interesting person who'll add value to the team, then I, I feel. Like that's something that you have to show your potential employers when you're interviewing them, being interviewed. I think I do have to say like, and I know it's going to sound like a contradiction, but um, a week ago, we were, I can't remember who I was talking to, and we are talking about Varsity and the same kind of topic, you know, like studying and all of that. And they said, well, you know, one, one thing Varsity does do is it teaches you perseverance. Mm. So I think mm. that is very true. Like when I think about it, I don't think that um, what you've studied is completely necessary and, and maybe in our industry. Mm. I mean, I, I'm not saying don't study medicine and then become a doctor like that would be pretty <laughs> scary like i think there's certain things you do have to study for yes, um, but i think you do need to start something and finish something totally so agree. you know yeah. like sorry rich <laughs> sorry that's <laughs> me out that's me out um no but i i think again like yeah i'm not saying with that mm. th- it might have been there was no passion or something like yeah. that um we've learned over the years of working with you and being a team member mm. that you do have perseverance mm. you know but i think that's important if you are drafting a cv or if you don't necessarily if you don't have the qualifications or you haven't completed something is show somehow that you're a person that perseveres yeah. because i think as a as a startup uh, you know you everything relies on the team and if one person doesn't I don't want to say pull their weight. That's like a bad way to say it. But like if one person's letting the team down or not persevering, it affects everybody. For sure. Mm. Um, so yeah, that those are the, the two winners. Eh? Perseverance. Mm. And there was another one that was completely slipped my mind. Go back we to initiative. talking about it. The, we'll rewind this and that's it. Initiative and perseverance. Just insert go. the robot voice here. That's it. Yeah. Initiative. <laughs> so Rose, so you, you did actually study social media. Yeah. And what's the official term of that course? Oh, official term. So, uh, well, social media name. marketing. Okay, great. Yes. Um, and where did you study? Well, I suppose um, this all started back in 2012 when I was working for, I got a job at a company that was like an American-based company, and I basically did everything. Not that I knew how to do it. They wanted me to do UI and UX design, taught myself how to use a little bit of Photoshop and figure out how to do these things. And then should be on our side, the designer side. <laughs> no. And then I was a copywriter, but at the same time I was doing makeup for all their videos. It was it was quite interesting. And then um, they put me in charge of their social media. Mm. And I was just like, oh, so how does it work? <laughs> because let's face it, I had a personal profile and it was just like, oh, let's share pretty quotes and all that kind of thing. And they were like, I don't know, Google it. So that was <laughs> that was my being thrown into the deep end. 
It's like it was a school um, of hard knocks of social media. It was, it was pretty media. interesting, um, yeah, pretty much. Um, so that was quite um, interesting, and that's how I got involved in it. And I'd always been interesting in business marketing as a general thing, coming up with like campaign ideas, obviously more so on the ground campaign ideas, not necessarily in the, the digital world, mm. because I hadn't quite invested or uh, invested myself or sort of like gone in deeper into that world just yet. Um, that year, long story short, uh, needed to leave. wasn't the the healthiest place to be um, in terms of um, growing as a person and feeling good about oneself. <laughs> so, well, when you do fifty different jobs, <laughs> this should be run by one person each. Well, it was interesting, um, and I met quite a few people. Um, so after that, um, much to my parents' horror, I quit my job without anything else lined up. Is basically a famous Rosie move. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I can't be here, I need to quit. <laughs> so I move on. Um, at which point I was obviously doing some like temping jobs and some freelance makeup stuff. And my dad was just like, well, listen, um, if you need help with something, what is it that you would like to do? Mm. And I sat down and really thought about it. And because I was already sort of semi running a makeup page and semi running another side project um, for plush toys. Um, Yes, it's very amusing. <laughs> All these projects. Hey, um, my wife did plush toys too. <laughs> Ladies go through that phase. <laughs> I'm still going through that phase. <laughs> so, um, what is plush uh, toys? Plush like toys, like soft, toys. soft oh, fabric okay, right. for children. Liam, you just admitted your ignorance to the entire a, world. I know. I thought it was a brand or something. <laughs> 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 but now I know. Yeah. Dude, it takes up so much space. Our, our cupboards at home are just full of like cotton wool stuffing stuff uh, and I, belt. I, I have and a room go. dedicated to myself at the house. Yeah, it's, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's brutal. So um, my dad forwarded something to me. Um, he's always actually shown great interest in assisting me in things I've been interested mm-hmm. with. So he sent me a link to Get Smarter through UCT online um, course. And it was social media marketing. So I read through the, what are they called these days? Syllabus? Modules, syllabus. Mm. <laughs> I read through. <laughs> and it sounded interesting. I was like, great, okay, cool. Um, yeah, okay, this means I need to study at night or whatever. So I'm like, oh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Okay, and then it came and I was just like, I have to work and study at night. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no one to like teach me. I've got to like physically sort of bring myself to it and actually sort of have the um, discipline to yes. sit down every evening and do it. Mm. So obviously they had these modules and you'd have to... Um, you'd learn through all your papers, you'd chat in the chat rooms and to your online um, lecturers, uh, which was a very interesting thing. So this was through UCT, you say? Yes, Get Smarter does all the okay. stuff through UCT. That's awesome. They had linked together. Um, so I did all of that, but what I found after everything was as soon as I'd finished my modules and I'd go onto all these platforms to, to sort of do these things, new things had appeared. Yes. Mm which was a great insight to me to say Thanks, that Facebook. social media is forever changing, ever. So that was my studying period of social media marketing, nice. at which point okay. I put out my CV to places I didn't know about. Well, I think I think Kyle had chatted about starting a social media company at some point, another yeah. friend of mine in, in Cape Town as well. And so I was like, okay, cool, all these startup companies. Um, but I ended up getting a job with another agency where I spent a year and found out exactly how social media works. And boy, it's, it's, 
it's not just going to events and tweeting about them or you know like was that what your syllabus was like <laughs> <laughs> no no but was snapchat a thing when you were doing your syllabus no <laughs> <laughs> that's our fastest thing Pinterest? <laughs> oh no pinterest has been around since like oh, okay. town. did you have to do like at the end of your course uh, a case study of some sort or like uh, like usually at the end of your degree you do like a paper mm. or a dissertation not did you have to or did you have to manage the placeholder page and then they no, judge you on no, that page that's, that's what I said in the suggestion box I said that it should um, be more of a, a practical online thing mm. so if mm. you know you talk about doing a blog rather you have to create actually the blog yeah. and send the blog in for submission or create the, the and I think we might have done one of these along the line but it wasn't for every platform I felt like you had to you should have been made to create these pages mm. Um, so it was primarily theoretical. Yeah, so it was mostly theoretical, and then you had to answer the questions with more sort of like, like Rich says, case study type things. Yeah. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. In a world where you could so easily do a practical, yeah. easily assessed. No, no, okay, well, then they can't really like prepare you for major campaigns, which is what one of the things I had to deal with at, oh, at the sure. first major agency I worked at. Mm. We can um, just beep <coughs> out their name. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Harambe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and it, it was an amazing experience, um, quite scary. So <laughs> was that the first uh, place you uh, yes. put your CV in, got the job? Well, I sent it in a couple of times. <laughs> to the same place? <laughs> Perseverance. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay, <laughs> Take Liam's box. They were like, exactly, they were like yeah. oh no, this is right. She's, she's got it. I mean, this is like the 10th time she's submitted yeah. her CV. Yeah. You actually... Yeah. Just got to get her stuff. <laughs> if someone sends their CV in only once, you actually have to deterrent for you. Like, they yeah. need to send it in 10 times yeah. so before you. If we have that point, I block them accepting them. Yeah. So keep submitting. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You or never don't. know. <laughs> yeah. Well, in fact, I mean, um, you guys actually headhunted me. Yeah. So that was that was pretty sweet. Um, I was on holiday in the UK uh, when Kyle got hold of me. <laughs> also, we're talking about the one and only Kyle Fraser. <laughs> Just for, for yeah. the record. <laughs> Kyle, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, and then um, I had to borrow um, my friend's laptop who I was staying with because he's just like walking a scaffold. I'm like, well, I didn't really bring my laptop with me because I'm on holiday. So planning on doing a job and really managing. <laughs> um, so we had a chat and everything. Um, obviously, it was something I really had to weigh up because the agency I was working with I'd supplied my CV a few times to get the job and I was really <laughs> actually getting somewhere and I'd worked really hard to, to get to the level I was at mm. um, but I was just like okay I was just like you know this this sounds really promising and everything I was like mm. great and he's just like well I'd need you to meet with Liam and we'd need your answer as soon as possible <laughs> so basically when I, I got back from the UK I basically got off the aeroplane ran inside freshened up, changed my clothes, got in my car and drove over to Barcelona <laughs> for my meeting. <laughs> so yeah, what was it? Like a 12, no, 13 hour flight? What is it? Uh, 11. 11 from London to... And then the Joburg flight to Durban. So oh, yeah. yeah, I like basically got home, freshened up. Feeling great. Over, <laughs> sat there, had my interview. Um, and then, yeah, a month later I was with you guys, which would be the 1st of November, which is coming up soon. So yeah. it's almost been a mm. year. So many celebrations. <coughs> yeah. I like the common factor between Rose and I is that it's very rushed and very last minute. <laughs> spontaneous decisions that kind of work out. So. As is what the saying goes, higher slow, fire, fire fast. fast. <laughs> we didn't cross that one. <laughs> we we did the other way around. Right, yes. right, yeah. <laughs> higher fast than, um, yeah. And needless to say, I've, I've learned a lot. Um, yeah. Obviously, both agencies, well, the agency that I was with and my previous one that 
gave me insight into social media. I was doing hand movements there if people needed to know. I was just doing <laughs> yeah. like a little rainbow <laughs> arch. And I was in a dramatic pause. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've learned a lot through all my experiences and I can never say that one job is better than the other because I constantly just feel that the more experience, the more you, you sort of look to learn or advance in what you're doing, the better. And mm. you should never burn bridges. And I haven't that I know of. <laughs> but um, I've learned so much as well yeah. and I still keep in contact with uh, the, the agency just sort of like on good terms and everyone, actually all the agencies around you are doing mm. so well. So it's such a, sure. a tough industry because... Yeah, I think we're lucky in Durban where yeah. most agencies are quite friendly with each other. Yeah. I mean, there's the giant agencies who all hate each other. It's kind <laughs> of like <coughs> big schools that were started in 1900 you know, yeah. and have these blood feuds. Yeah. But I think by and large, the small agency movement that's happening we're all kind of friendly with each Which other. Which I think is good because we all move in the same circles. For sure. Like we're doing the same stuff. We've got the same passions. It would be sad if, if everyone was like big competitors. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, if someone moves to us, some of our guys are going to move to other people and it all kind of just swells yeah. around. Yeah. Exactly. Keeps everyone fresh. <laughs> well, I mean, at, at, at the same time, when, when Rose was joining us, the, uh, the place where she used to be actually contacted me and for a recommendation of someone who had spent time, got some experience with us. Mm. And I thought that was so cool because mm. it was like cross-referencing and saying, you know, we're both in the same field. There's no bad blood. Yeah, for um, sure. Mm. You just do just, a trade. Yeah, just do a trade. That's it. So the bottom line that I've talked, uh, worked out from yours yeah. is connections. Connections, yeah. <laughs> for sure. So don't burn bridges. <laughs> don't burn bridges. Don't bridges. So Not like <laughs> for those that are in the, you know, aspiring to get into the industry, I think it's best to schmooze as much as possible <laughs> by the sounds of it friends in high places mm. get to know car fraser <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah i think most of them <coughs> yeah cool and uh so going back to what liam was talking about earlier and uh similar in a similar vein to rich about having an unconventional start um liam is one of the multitudes of ex-lawyers in the world who <laughs> <laughs> within seconds of finishing their articles go peace out <laughs> i think like so nearly every one of the people in my group of friends studied law and i think out of all of us so we were about 12 that did law i think there's only two no it's one now because the one went overseas so only one of us is still actually practicing law it's insane yeah no it's two it's two sorry two the other guy went overseas, but he's also practicing it. No, yeah, oh. I miscounted. There was oh. The one went, so there were three. Oh. The one went. This is very precise. And now there's two. Yeah. So I have to <laughs> yeah. Gotta get it right. You gotta get those numbers right, man. Yeah. And if any of my friends are listening and I've left you out, I'm sorry. But I don't think they'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs> Attorneys don't have time to listen to the podcast. Just kidding. But seriously. But <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, flip. I know at least five people who were lawyers, stopped and now get into marketing of some form. It's all about the thinking, man. It is. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I think Training like, your brain. To, to jump in there, I think I don't use anything. Well, actually, I, that, that would be a lie. I have, I do handle the contracts and stuff. Well, yeah, I need you on a fairly <laughs> regular um, basis. So I, it would be a lie to say I don't do anything that I learned. But um, definitely, I mean, when I was at school, maths wasn't one of my strongest subjects. I think it was biology or something like that. And it's incredible that after doing law, it just taught me to think analytically. And I actually enjoy maths now, and I don't write exams or anything, but I would assume that <laughs> if I had to do school again, maths would probably be my strongest subject. And mm. I think it, that's been so crucial as to, you know, even if you are currently studying something that you don't enjoy, 
there's there's a lesson that you can learn in it and i think for me it was like learning the analytical approach mm. you know with with case law it was okay this is the problem this is the the law these are the confines we have to work with how do we solve this challenge or how do we argue, argue it within the confines and that's kind of like developing you've got a problem that you need to solve mm. you've got a bunch of code that um is your kind of framework in order to achieve that challenge and there's many ways to do it but you try to find the optimum way to yeah yeah i think that applies to design, design nowadays as well where <clears throat> if you break a brief down there's generally you know a few ways you can solve a problem especially if it's an open brief but then it's a case of just thinking about it practically what can work and then by doing that you can narrow down the amount of mm. time you have to spend on something mm. dramatically by actually giving yeah. it some thought beforehand mm. and dicking around just letting your, your, fe- can your you feelings uh, can beep. you can say whatever you want <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. yeah. this is our podcast I'm going to put right, an explicit that's... tag on that <laughs> Yeah, that red E. Yeah. <laughs> I think for saying dick. <laughs> no, you said it again. Oh. Yeah, I think for me as well, I know in the beginning I said that although I studied something completely different, it didn't really translate per se into what I'm doing currently. But I think for me, when it comes to, say, reporting mm. or briefing, I think because my what I studied was very much focused on essay writing. Um, so I think for me, when it comes to reporting, mm. Uh, one element that I do draw on for my studies is uh, long-form writing. Mm. So looking at, say, a brief or looking at a report and essentially treating it like an essay. Yeah. So you have your introduction, body conclusion. And also what I study taught me to be very critical. So if I'm doing a report to look at figures or results mm. and to be critical of those and to assess, well, they could translate into this or this is what they could mean. So... Yeah, just to reiterate that, I think no matter what you are studying, no matter how trivial or far from what you're currently working in, I think there's always a positive silver lining that you Mm. can draw. You can Mm. always, even though it may not seem so directly, Mm. I think maybe indirectly it can translate into how you work. I'd love to know the percentage of people that don't follow the profession they studied Mm. when they go into their professional careers nowadays. Well, I did also study conference and event management, as well as makeup artistry. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of those you still using. Yeah. Well, I kind of, I kind of <coughs> use both of them. I mean, conference yeah, and true. event management had a lot of budgeting and it and strategy and all go. that sort of thing. Yeah. And then and managing people. Mm, managing people. Mm. Mm. Making our social posts look pretty as well. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like to make lists? Lots of lists. <laughs> yeah. List porn is like a Reddit thread that you should check out. That's a good <laughs> skill you can learn if you don't have it now. Learn yeah. to make lists because you will use lists when yeah. you when yes. you leave Varsity. Varsity, yeah. you don't need lists. No. But when you think you got a calendar, oh. yeah. But not just any list. Uh, pen and paper list. Pen and paper. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. The satisfaction yeah. of the cross off. Yeah. yeah. Cannot be beaten. Your wonder list. Take it home. Yeah, get rid of that. All these like apps black marker onto, yeah. onto your skin. I mean, come on, that way you don't forget because you look down. It's just like this black marker. Yeah, you look yeah. cool with your yeah. fancy tattoos. <laughs> that say milk and bread and gravy or whatever. Uh, yeah. So from my side, like, <clears throat> so flip. I uh, I've worked at a few agencies in you know, the past few years, but uh, yeah, I think. Back in my day, it was more just about the portfolio with design. I mean, mm. no one really, I mean, no, I've never showed my degree to a single person. Um, but the good thing of tech was that it, it allowed me to develop that portfolio. And I was forced right, yeah. under those circumstances to create a portfolio that 
people would hopefully appreciate. And um, then I think it was just, I mean, I had a few failed interviews, as do we all sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, and uh, I, I think, I don't know, it's the worst part is leaving an interview and you're like, man, that went great. <laughs> and then <laughs> two days later, you're like, man, it clearly didn't go great. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Do you, did you find, I'm not sure if it's just a, a local, if it's a culture in South Africa, but people just don't respond to like applications or emails where it's, you can apply and you, they don't, they don't reply. Mm. Some of them do say, if we haven't replied within X amount of weeks, please take it. That's sure. been unsuccessful. Mm. But then there are those that you apply to and then you kind of like, that is the worst thing. Like, did I get it? And it's like, okay, well, it hasn't even been a week. So they're probably busy. And then a month later, you kind of <sighs> just like, I guess I didn't get then it. Then all hope in the world is lost. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, there does seem to be a culture of that. And mm. I mean, flip, anyone we interview, we try and right, yeah. know, respond to them timelessly and say, hey, yeah. sorry, you know, if it didn't work out, maybe you weren't the right fit. But uh, yeah, no, I think that is quite a horrible thing. Yeah. Mm. I sent out 20 CVs once. I didn't hear back from one of them. Mm. That is brutal. 20 <laughs> CVs. <laughs> Man. And then did you, did you adapt your cover letter for each one? Who was oh, left? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> 20 CVs in Durban. I was desperate. I was like, receptionist, secretarial, anything. Shameless. So, yeah, it wasn't just like agency. I was just like, I will put my CV out to all of you. And that and one person. And then at some stage, like people were just like, please fax us your CV. I'm like, but I just emailed it. I don't understand. <laughs> what year is it? Fax machine. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you don't yeah. want to work at those places anymore. Yeah, I'd be no. like, thank you. Mm. I mean, we only got our printer a few months ago. Yeah. So we, we took a step backwards and down. Also, I think going back to the whole agency life and um, sort of uh, sending CVs out and everything, and you might think that people are being lazy or laid back, but one thing that you learn going into this industry is like, it's busy. Mm. It never stops. It's it's chaotic, and even though you see beautiful content going out on all these brand pages, mm. and you're mm. just like, well, I'm just going to complain to this person. Um, you're not complaining to the brand. Why? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is just a PSA a from Rose, I think. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's a str- it's a stressful environment. It can be extremely fun, and I think that's what people applying for the job should also know. You know, um, definitely. You want to go into agency life? Yes. Okay. It's going to be fun. It's going to be creative. You can wear whatever you want as long as it's appropriate. Um, but at the same time, you, you've got to be quite a strong person. Mm. Um, there are deadlines, you miss deadlines, there will be like repercussions. Um, you've got to deal with clients, you've got to deal with community, fans. Um, you know, there are all sorts of things mm. that you, you have to sort of take in, into consideration when looking at an agency job. Because mm. yeah. a lot of people think coming out of school and like, oh, agency, I can wear what I want. I can, like, obviously, you can be your own person, but at the same time, you're still representing another brand mm. behind your screen for sure i think in also your, there's in your screen in your computer <laughs> in cyberspace, in cyberspace. <laughs> <laughs> also i think the whole concept of agency life or even creative life for that matter has very much been romanticized mm. oh, like oh, when, when when you look at a company and you go to their careers page and they usually have that um uh, what is life like at insert company and then it's just people are like lying on couches and yeah. like they're playing ping pong and going down slides and you think wow hugging. like this is amazing okay we but do hug sometimes yeah no that, that that's yeah. doable that's gets the office yeah. slides got cobwebs but <laughs> having, <laughs> like no one's been there for days <laughs> <laughs> but when you work and you look at that you actually realize how 
unfeasible, non-feasible, that actually is. I mean, in many ways. But it's also, I think, I would struggle to work properly in an environment where people were running, was going down slides Slides and and eating jelly, throwing jelly beans in the air and dancing all day long. And like nap rooms and nap pods. Okay, look, no, let's not get carried away. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I would love a nap. Anti-gravity sleeping (laughs) pods. Yeah. 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 Trademark. Yeah. So I think that's what a lot of people (laughs) entering or wanting to enter the agency life should be aware of is Mm. that it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Well, hopefully those interning in the next few months will be able to get a taste of that. Yeah. Mm. Where, you know, I mean, okay, firstly, caveat, if you are interning at at an agency, we don't hate you if we're not attentive to you at all times. (laughs) we would love to be like just nurturing you and showing you the world of marketing and design and development and whatever but we're doing our best and uh, if you're sitting over our shoulders and watching us do stuff that's totally cool we don't we do not despise you quietly we will deal with you when we can yeah and if I can just add before you move on is if you are interning and you feel like you aren't being included or not doing anything like step up and go to somebody and say like hey what are you doing even if you just screen watch it's awkward for the person who you're watching, but <laughs> but for you, like that's the best way to learn. And and I think like totally that's you know from our side is I love it when we have interns come. It's it's great because uh, one like we're saying is uh, agency life is not what it's made out to be. It's very fast paced. There's short deadlines. It's very stressful, um, and yeah, you do get busy. So one, you're coming in, you're seeing what the real life is like, and then whoa, the room's falling apart. The room is falling apart. <laughs> Okay, we're so, good, we're good. Someone does not agree with what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the, the green door poltergeist. The green door. <laughs> Yo. Okay, well, now I completely lost my train of thought. So what I'm saying is, you must intern because uh, you'll get to see the true side of agency life. Yeah. But also, if you feel like you aren't being included, like, just step up and, and get involved because it's your opportunity to, to get as much out of it as possible. And potentially be hired if you're awesome. Yeah. And you impress the people that you're working with. Mm. And if you're thinking that intern interning is not really required or necessary, I'd say that's bad. Like I think one of the biggest mm. regrets I have is that I didn't actually spend some time working in an agency before I started an agency. Mm. Because mm. I think uh, <laughs> you just skip, like like I just, instead of just like working yeah. in agency, you're just like, Hey, I'm not gonna intern or find out what it's about, I'll just yeah. start one. And neither did Kyle. <laughs> Yeah, we so just kind of like, hey guys, this is totally not how it's normally done. Yeah, <laughs> which in some ways was great. Yeah. Like, yeah. getting them saying, oh, this is how we should do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Yeah. But, uh, we should just post without sending for approval to clients. Like, yeah. just do it Lord. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> God help us all. <laughs> we do now get approval for any potential clients. <laughs> I think I'm going to cut that bit out. Yeah, we'll <laughs> out. Yeah. We, we, we do it once, we don't double check it, and we just post. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's actually watching if there's bad comments. No. We'll wait for you that. to tell us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. But yeah, like I, I think that experience is so important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, when I before I was hired, I interned at this tiny spot, which was probably like about the size of this room, which is about four by three, and it was just me and two other dudes, and it was super duper awkward, <laughs> and they gave me a job to do, and then didn't talk to me for two days, <laughs> and then at the end of the time, I was like, "Hey, what do you think of this?" He was like cool okay that's great come in the next day and he changed it entirely so I felt super good about myself (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah I mean even that taught me a lot 
about working in the industry and with deadlines and marking stuff up, which I had to, I'd never done before really in that kind of case. I mean, at tech you do mock-ups, but in your own personal time and it can take <laughs> eight hours to do. Um, but yeah, it was a super valuable experience that gave me some kind of taste before I actually dove all the way in. Mm. So, mm. Rad. Mm. Yeah. So I think it will go to sponsor time now. <laughs> Play the, cue the sponsor music. Mm-hmm. And now for a musical interlude. <coughs> now, just a uh, big thanks to Green Door who uh, have hosted us for this podcast. And, and the Green Door Poltergeist. <laughs> and the Green Door Poltergeist who clearly doesn't want us here. So... <laughs> Hopefully we'll be back, and yeah. it hasn't murdered us. Yeah. It is a sight to see, so if you want to see it, <laughs> you should head on down. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I need, you need to convert for traffic. The, no, the green door. Gas, the green no, door. You, can't, okay. <laughs> you can't just say thank you to the green door. We've got to make it feel well, like green you're door in your There's free food. <laughs> there's a kitchen the that you can use. Yeah. Yeah. There's no free there's food. There's free sugar, because we stole some. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You did? Well, Rich and I did. Okay. But <laughs> but yeah, so thanks to them, and uh, I'm not quite sure what the URL is, but search for Green Door Durban or Green Door Glenwood, and I'm sure you'll find them. Yeah. And um, yeah, any closing notes? Well, we're just going to do like like a wrap of like one piece of advice for yeah, that's young individuals. Okay, oh, so rounding yeah. it up. Yeah, the development me feels like we need to summarize all the no, we got to have a conclusion. We just we can just so everyone knows, this is completely organic. <laughs> There's no script. Very little ever. preparation, but yeah. Uh, okay, so to wrap it up, so just one little top tip for for those for, coming for into the, the industry, right? Whether they be uh, you know leaving their tertiary education or just diving headlong in after being self-employed, and uh, not self-employed, self-studied. <laughs> I don't know. Because studying together is... Because being self-employed <laughs> sucks and you want to work for someone else. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. I guess I'll start. Yeah. Um, one piece of advice, I would say just hustle. Like, get your name out there. If it's work that you've got, like a portfolio to show to people. Mm. Because, yeah, if it's good, it'll stand out. If you are interning hustle more like Liam said ask to do more stuff just show that you're interested because again if you are looking to move from an internship to full time then the best way to do that is to show that you're you will show your perseverance and show that you'd like to take initiative mm. and I think that's yeah those are the two best things awesome cool hmm. so rich store hustle um, um, I guess I could say research read Research and read. So basically, while you're hustling, do all the research and reading you can do on the position you would actually want, or if you want their mm. position, do all the reading you can. <laughs> Make sure that you're always one step ahead of everyone. Mm. I mean, by and large, if you're reading all the latest articles and stuff, you'll probably be ahead of those who actually have the job because they do not have time exactly. to read those articles. Exactly. And you'll be ahead of those people offering paid courses on said subject. Ding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, leaders. My top tip, uh, realize that when you start working, you're part of a team. Mm. And although you might feel isolated, everyone has a part to play in that team. And a weak link can really make it challenging for everybody. Um, so I'm going to steal an analogy. Picture you're all in a boat rowing. If one person stops rowing, it's that much harder for everyone else. So just, yeah, we're all, we're all in this life. We all have to work. Mm. So be part of a team and be a, like 
an integral, strong team member. And I think everything else will fall into place. Mm. I love how these tips have shown off our personalities mm. <laughs> with their, their, their practicality, their theoreticalness, metaphors. Um, <laughs> mine is going to be purely practical where, uh, coming from a design standpoint where if you don't have a portfolio online or some online presence, then you're behind. Um, mm. I, if you don't have a Behance or Dribble or anything like that, then um, frankly, there's very little point in hiring you because you're not keeping up. So uh, from a design standpoint, I would say get on that. Post as much as you can. Um, just show your work to the world and then you can learn through that. And uh, as I said, just show your, show your beautiful peacock feathers to the planet. Can I add one thing? Of course. Because as you're saying that, Doc, I think beautiful, beautiful. be <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Typical designer just paints the picture there. Just peacock. Hey, if I see a person and they have an amazing portfolio, that's going above everything. Yeah, I agree. Um, and uh, and on that note as well, like be different in your emails. I think that's true. The the one developer that's part of our team, um, I won't mention his name yet. <laughs> he knows who he, he is. knows who he is. Um, but he actually, our call for a developer had some cheesy like development code language in. And when he submitted his CV, he replied in cheesy development code <laughs> language. Um, and it straight away, it just set it apart from all the other CVs yeah. that I'd seen. Uh, we also had, for example, another guy who contacted us uh, from another African country. So unfortunately, it didn't work out with logistics, but um, just so like out of the blue, like almost, remember that guy? Mm. He's like, it's me you're looking for. He was from like, Nairobi or Yeah, something. the words of a song. Yeah. And straight away, you were like, Wow, it's got my attention. You want he to read wowed, the whole He wowed you with Adele lyrics. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-Adele. Uh, uh, he, uh, he was going more for, uh, what's his name? Hello, is it me no. you're looking for? What's his name? I can see it in your eyes. I, I can, can see, see it in your smile. Yeah. Okay, we are terrible because we don't remember this guy's name. Yeah. Adele just completely wiped him off the face yeah. of the earth. But again, like, yeah, so when you are getting so many CVs, mm -hmm then do something that's going to be like, hey, I need to actually pay more attention 100%. Mm. to this. Hey, I mean, nowadays, if you want to stand out among the CVs, deliver it personally. Yeah. Or do something that is true, physical. Yeah. I mean, flip. <laughs> okay. Don't do something physical. <laughs> By that, I mean, physical. deliver. <laughs> no, I fully agree. Like, a, a, you know, an email can easily go to the bottom of the pop. 100%. Or the bottom Spam of folder. the inbox. Spam folder. You, you can't ignore someone who walks in. I like that guy, sorry, I'm giving too many examples, but no. the guy who came in the other day, he wanted to do, do video work. Uh, cold calling. Yeah. He just walked into our office with a flash drive and he's like, hey, you're a digital agency, can I show you some of the videos I've done? But he had like one video. Yeah, yeah he had one video, but still, it's like... <laughs> it was like 30 seconds. Yeah. Sorry if it's a year we were referring to. Yeah, yeah just, but no, it's, but great, it's a positive. Great strategy. That's exactly next it. Time you, come you walked in and you came and you got our attention. So. Yeah. And you can also check out the VAP, and we'd like to see new people. For sure. Yeah, so yeah. Plus, Notable. Come hang out. Check us out there. Well, when the new site eventually yeah. launches one day. Yeah. Hashtag 2018. <laughs> 2018 the dream. Yeah, so thanks everybody for listening, and uh, if you've made it this far, we thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully, we'll catch you next time for the insert name plus Narrow podcast. Yeah. And drop us some ideas of what you want to listen to in the next one. If you have any. Yeah, that can you can send emails to What well, if they have ideas in general? Po podcast at plusnarrative.com. Oh okay, we're just yeah. doing that. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll send your emails to podcast at plusnarrative.com for any topics or ideas or controversial things you'd like us to cover. Or if you want to be a guest speaker. <laughs> <laughs>
-hmm. Or just tarami beans. Or just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cheers, everybody. Thanks. Cheers. Bye.